Hello and welcome to Together for the City, our podcast. You are here with your hosts, John James and Neil Powell, church pastors here in Birmingham in the UK and the authors of the book Together for the City, how collaborative church planting leads to citywide movements. So thank you for joining us today. Just to briefly explain, the Together for the City podcast is a very short run. We're not quite sure how short our short run of conversations are going to be, but it's a short run of conversations about some issues raised when we seek to partner together as churches across traditional tribal boundaries to see new churches planted in a city. So the idea is that in a 30-minute conversation, we'll choose some suitable topics and hopefully record something that is useful to you in your context. And today, we want to talk about theological vision. Does that sound exciting, Neil? Theological vision? (laughs) Uh, It's certainly a concept that's a little bit unclear to lots of people, if we've even heard of it at all. Neil, do you want to just briefly explain to us what theological vision is and why on earth we would want to talk about it? Right. Maybe uh, our listeners have read some of Tim Keller's work. Centre Church in particular was the work that first introduced me to the phrase uh, or term theological vision, not unique to Tim Keller, but introduced to me through the book Centre Church. And in essence, uh, theological vision sits between what we believe, our doctrine, and what we do, our ministry practices. So we might uh, have in mind uh, questions of faithfulness to the gospel and yet a real desire to be fruitful in ministry. And the question that often arises is, how do you decide what you're going to do as a local church? And theological vision has been sometimes been suggested to me is simply how we see. Mm. So if doctrine is what we believe and our ministry practices are what we do, theological vision helps us to see clearly what it means to be a church in our time and place, what it is that we're going to do with what we believe that will be both faithful and effective for ministry in our given cultural setting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How does it differ to contextualization? Is it the same? It sounds similar, but to, yes. when you're asking the question, what does it mean for me to be sort of in Christ in the 21st century in the city of Birmingham? It sounds like contextualization. It's uh, contextualization is certainly a really important aspect of theological vision, but I think theological vision is a little bit deeper than simply how to meaningfully engage within our community or how to speak in a way that people can understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So theological vision begins with a reflection on the gospel itself. So we might say, uh, what is the gospel that we believe? And uh, what does it mean to to live out that gospel in a particular time and place? So uh, it starts with theological reflection on the very nature of the gospel. Um, Maybe some of our listeners have come across books like What is the Mission of the Church Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. Gilbert and DeYoung. Well, that is a book that really from beginning to end is a reflection on theological vision. What is the gospel? What does it mean to be faithful to the gospel in terms of what the church should prioritize, what it should or should not be doing? Mm -hmm. 
um, which stands in one sense outside of a particular time and place. It's simply what do we believe the Bible says the local church should be about. So it goes beyond, theological vision goes uh, beyond questions of contextualization, but it certainly includes those things as well. So once we've really thought long and hard, what is the gospel? We then start to say, how do we communicate that gospel effectively in our particular time and place, which of course is a question of contextualization. And am I right in thinking that that basically this subject, this area of theological vision is is really an it's it's a way of trying to answer the question, who can we work with? When it comes to gospel movements, I think theological vision is is at the very heart of answering that question. So the challenge of working together in a city collaboratively across tribes and denominations and networks, the challenge is even knowing who shares your vision for what you're what you're trying to, to be and to do. And I think it's the first question that someone starts to consider when they say, well, maybe we can do more with others than we can do on our own. The yeah. first question is, are there... Are there limits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can I work with? And how can we settle on an idea and a vision for our city that is really sort of sticky, that will yeah. keep us together mm-hmm. and enable us to, to stay together working across our denominations, not just in the short term, but as it has in Birmingham, where we're located for a period now of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the book we talk about three really a formula for collaboration a formula for collaboration that means we can assess together whether it's appropriate for us to collaborate across uh, some of these more tribal boundaries or to perhaps collaborate with people we wouldn't have considered working with before so uh, we talk about three elements to this the core the cause and the code and by the core what we mean is that Really, we need to be. We need to share the same gospel core. We need to share mm-hmm. the same faithfulness to the gospel and the same understanding of what we mean by the gospel. Uh, so it's really about our faithfulness yeah, and so, our evangelicalism, we might say. So we want to be as generous in who we'll work with as the gospel will allow us to be, mm-hmm. but no more generous than the gospel will allow us to be. And I think we see that written right the way through the New Testament. We see that consistently in the teachings, for example, of the Apostle Paul, that uh, he wants to partner and insists on partnering between churches right across the Mediterranean in the vision and the mission of taking the gospel to the world. But he will not partner with those who stray from the orthodox gospel. Mm. That uh, that is the very essence of our faith. Yeah, yeah. So that's the core. We need to be clear on the core, and we can only partner or we can only collaborate where we share the same gospel core, and that would set us apart from, say, an ecumenical movement. Mm-hmm. So, to be a kind of a collaborative evangelical movement is not the same thing as seeking to be uh, strive some, for some kind of ecumenism. So that's the core, but the next part is the cause. And in one sense, we're saying that core alone is not enough. Core alone gives you faithfulness. It gives you fellowship, perhaps. Yeah, But I mean, it doesn't the, necessarily result in action. Yeah, so there's lots of opportunities where 
evangelical Christians, gospel churches might choose to gather together, but sometimes those gatherings lack a particular focus. It's not obvious why you're there. Maybe you're there um, to encourage one another in a way or to fellowship, as you say, and um, and we enjoy them when, when we're there, but they don't particularly have a, a focus. So the next element then uh, of this formula, we've got your core. You need to add to it the second element, which is your cause. And um, I think what we've been saying or what we've been trying to say in the book is that we we are for the city. That's our cause, really. Mm-hmm. We're for the city of Birmingham. And that's driven by a compassion for lost people, isn't yeah. it, really, fundamentally? Yes. And um, we decided, and we'll talk about this again in a future podcast, we decided to put a very particular number to that cause, which was to see if together as churches in Birmingham we might plant 20 new gospel churches in the city in a period of 10 years. So we had a a general cause, which was to work for the lost, but then we had a particular focus even to our cause, which was a time frame. We're going to work together for 10 years, so let's come together for 10 years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're going to work for 20 new churches. And I think that was then quite a compelling cause yeah. It was something of a, a stretch. It was a goal that was beyond that which any one tribe or network could reasonably think it would achieve on its own. So it was a stretch. It required us to come together mm. to see these 20 new churches planted. Um, but it wasn't a, an outrageous goal that just yeah. seemed way beyond what was possible. Mm. Um, but I think that's one of the things that's really kept us going is yeah. is to have a really focused cause as to why we gather, what the intention is behind 2020 Birmingham. Yeah. And so we've got the core, and we've got the cause, and in a moment we're going to think about the code itself. So core and cause alone cannot generate collaboration. There needs to be something that energises the movement as well. There needs to be something which really will result in action together for the city. Mm -hmm. And that is your DNA, that is your code as a body together and the culture that you're creating together really as a body and as a movement. But you have joined uh, John James, Neil Powell, the Together for the City podcast. Uh, We're talking about theological vision and we're asking the question, how do you know who you can work with? So Neil, we've talked about faithfulness to the gospel. We've talked about a compassion for the lost. Those being two important elements that make up uh, this formula really for collaboration. The third aspect is the code. And you've, you've given us here a few sort of pieces of DNA, two of which we've talked about, faithfulness to the gospel, compassion for the lost. But, but there's other things that are important in this code, one being planting. This, is, this isn't a movement, this isn't a, a collaborative movement around anything at all, is it? It's actually, very, there's a conviction here that planting, church planting, is at the heart of what we're about. Yeah, so as we as we pick through these various strands of the DNA, I think uh, it would help um, 
a church in the city decide, is this something we want to get into? Is this something that we're excited and energized and want to be about? And the first two, that of faithfulness to the gospel and a concern for the lost gets you so far. Mm -hmm. But this is a gathering that will really focus attention on planting. So it's a it's a group of churches that come together and think church planting is going to be the most effective way of reaching new communities and reaching the lost and being faithful to the gospel. So I guess there's all sorts of opportunities for Christians to gather out of yeah. concern for the lost around the gospel. Yeah. You might have a prayer prayer gathering in a city or some kind of celebration event, but this is going to be a gathering for with planting in mind. So in one sense, it kind of self-selects, presumably, then, who, who turns up, who wants to be a part of it, who actually gives time in their diary to this yeah. kind of a thing. Everybody's busy, everybody's stretched. There's any number of things people can give time to. But it's only really if you share that concern that planting is absolutely central to how we're going to reach this city for Christ that you'd even bother to show up in the first place. Yeah. So, so that's why so, it's in our DNA. That's right. So the thing about the code, focusing on the code, is that not every gospel church will share this same set of DNA uh-huh. and values. So there will be good churches in a city, great gospel mm-hmm. churches, that would not choose to be part of this collaborative endeavor yeah. because it doesn't share some of the code because it's just not something that that church has become excited or envisioned about. Church planting, of course, is 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 just one example of that. Mm. Yeah, and so we've got faithfulness to the gospel. We've got compassion for the lost. We've got church planting. We've also got partnership. The the sense, perhaps, that we need each other. And given the vision, given the cause that we exist for, uh, it's necessary. We ne- it's necessary for us to collaborate. We need each other to fulfil this. We cannot do it on our own. And that, how would you see that playing out in a context like 2020 Birmingham, would you say? Great question, John. I think um, at the very least it means that um, I want to gather with other churches, other networks and denominations that are excited about church planting that may have very different approaches to planting, may have different emphases that come out of theological convictions that I think I can learn from. Mm -hmm. So one of the networks that we connect with in the city of Birmingham is New Frontiers. New Frontiers would be a reformed charismatic grouping. I find it really exciting and really energizing for me to see their sense of commitment to prayer for the city um, and their risk-taking, entrepreneurial spirit in terms of their willingness to plant churches and to take risks for the gospel. And partnership says, I have things to learn from other networks. I have blind spots. They have particular strengths that compensate for my weaknesses. And I need their help if I'm going to plant a healthy gospel church. So rather than seeing the different tribes in a city as the enemy, yeah, yeah, I, I start to see them as as friends and partners, yeah, co-laborers, yeah. really in the field that God has put us in, yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. I, I guess the, the the next one, number five, it, it sort of comes and flows out of that really, which is diversity and the, the idea that we we really do value difference especially 
in a context like Birmingham, which is a super diverse city, it's essential, therefore, for us to value that in our DNA and our culture as a, as a movement um, in order to see this city reached. And I, I guess for 2020 Birmingham, that's a journey that we've mm. been going on, I think it's fair to say. So probably when we started out, we were, we were all quite similar in terms of our kind of ethnic makeup and background. Theologically, perhaps a little bit broader in terms of secondary differences, but, but we were all pretty, pretty similar. Um, how have you seen that change over the last kind of 10 years? I think um, Birmingham has 187 different nationalities living in its city. Many of those people groups do not have a church in their own mother tongue, do not therefore have a chance to hear of Jesus in a language that they can understand in a culturally appropriate way. So if I start to think about the gospel need across our city, I realise that there are people I cannot reach. So... When a Nigerian Pentecostal planter emails 2020 Birmingham and says, I hear there's this initiative in the city, um, rather than being a little bit perhaps scared about wanting to connect with someone who's very different, I start to seize the opportunity and say, I really need in this network to see a diversity that mirrors the diversity of the city. Yeah. Until we as a group of churches are as diverse as the city is diverse, then there are going to be all sorts of gaps and all sorts of people that we can't reach. So I don't think any of us find it easy to work with people who are quite different from, from ourselves. It involves a whole new set of challenges. But I start to embrace the challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, just to help people think this through a little bit more, as you... How do you get there? You know, how do you move from being perhaps all very, very similar in a room together to actually being at a point where you've been able to com- cultivate some of this uh, kind of breadth in terms of your diversity? Some of it has undoubtedly been just a burden for the different communities of the city that has led to greater prayer. Mm. for diversity in the movement Mm. we have begun to pray Mm. for the people groups in the city where we think there is no gospel church or struggle to know of any gospel church for those people to Mm. to Mm. to attend or to have a chance to hear about jesus through so i think we've prayed more Mm. for greater diversity i think the other thing that we've really tried to do is to reach out to some of the other churches in the city that represent the nations and to invite them in to build relationships almost one cup of coffee at a time and to try and say, look, we need you to be part of this on equal terms, on absolutely on equal terms, if we are together to reach our city. And we pray that the Lord will put that burden on their hearts. And that seems to have been what's happened, is that people have been inspired by the vision Mm. and wanted to, to come on board and collaborate very much as partners on equal terms with those churches that are already part of the movement yeah that's really helpful i think that that whole business of being partners on equal terms i i suspect that there's more work for us to do in that yeah. area i mean i think we it would be easy to suggest that we've kind of arrived at some great place of super diversity yeah. i'm not sure we have really and it's a it's an ongoing work i suspect that actually it's really as we see that diversity represented in the context of leadership 
yeah. that actually things begin to change at a more significant level. Because movements are, by their nature, non-hierarchical, and we only lead by example and influence rather than authority. That makes it quite a, an easy thing for someone to come in and make an impact pretty, mu pretty much straight away. So we helped a Mexican asylum seeker start sure. a Spanish-speaking church in the city. And his presence in the room when yeah. we gather as planters yeah. you know, is electric, isn't it? He yeah. just brings something immediately. And because he doesn't join the back of a queue but comes as a, as an equal partner yeah. he he can have a voice and begin to shape the movement yeah. very quickly and that's what we've seen yeah but he absolutely needs to know he has permission to do that he absolutely yeah. needs to know that his difference is welcome and the way that he expresses things and the way that he teaches and speaks into things is um, is just as welcome as anyone else's yeah. voice and i think that does take time and it is relational as well isn't it that trust needs to grow but it's worth it's worth being committed to it. It's got to be in the DNA or it won't happen yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay, so you have joined John James, Neil Powell. It's the Together for the City podcast. Uh, we're thinking about theological vision and specifically asking the question, how do you know who you can work with? We've thought about faithfulness to the gospel, compassion for the lost, church planting, uh, partnership and diversity, all as important elements of a DNA in order for collaboration to take place. Uh, the last two, that well, we've got two in a row, and uh, the first of these two is is city-wide city focus, or what you might call city consciousness. I think city consciousness means that um, we as a, as a group have a burden and a vision for the whole city. Mm. So as individual leaders, we think about our particular area, our community, our borough or district or, or suburb, and we may have a sense of who we are as a network across a nation. But what mm. brings a movement together uh, in this way is we are thinking collaboratively about reaching our city. Mm. And um, we don't have all of the answers. We're not going to be able to uh, do that very quickly. But we are concerned and burdened and pray and work and map and think about the city that we are in. And I suppose the thing about a city consciousness or a city-wide focus is that actually that's a key thing that separates a movement from say a network or a denomination certainly in the UK and I suspect in other countries as well because it's easy for a network to find ways to collaborate across a network mm. to achieve certain things but probably not this business of actually trying to reach a city and having that kind of scale of vision for a specific context because there simply wouldn't be the number of churches belonging to that single denomination or network available on the ground willing to kind of work together in that context across a network there'd be a burden for any number of cities and yeah. and regions and areas and i suppose that's one of the things that a, a movement can do is it can say well we're we're not we're not able to say that we're for the nation, if you like, but we, we are able to say we're for this city 
and we want to take responsibility yes. for this city even where right now we don't know what that needs to look like we we can't say for sure what the plan needs to be mm. to reach um you know particularly predominantly muslim area of our city of birmingham but we want to take responsibility for that we want to be committed to that in a way that a, a single denomination or a network wouldn't be able to I think that's right. So last time we got we got our planters together, I think we we're about 25 people in a mm -hmm, room when mm -hmm. we gather for our monthly meeting of church planters in Birmingham. We got a we got a map out. We literally did map the city. We took a look and saw where the gaps were, where the needs are. We prayed over our city. So we have a a consciousness of trying to think what would need to happen over the next 10 years to reach this city mm. and what part could we play in that? And probably no one else is thinking in that way. So I think, yeah, that is a distinctive of a collaborative movement is that city vision, that city consciousness. Yeah. And then the last one uh, in these seven pieces of DNA um, that kind of run through the core, the cause, the code, all that brings us to kind of this, 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 this uh, possibility of collaboration is this notion of the renewal of the city mm. or, or what you might call um, a commitment to a gospel ecosystem. What is that about? And is it not the case that the vision, I mean, 2020 Birmingham, the vision is planting 20 churches. Mm -hmm. So what are we talking about when we talk about the renewal of the city? Well, that's <laughs> that's a, a another podcast conversation, I think, it, it, in and of itself. Um, but, but in essence, I think we want to see new churches planted. We want to see people reached for Jesus Christ. But we also long that the presence of the church in the city, that its impact should be felt far and wide, that we mm. might, in a sense, be a blessing mm. to the very people that we're seeking to reach. So it may begin with church planting. Mm -hmm. And I think most city movements do begin with a focus on planting. But as we've grown and as we've progressed, so we've begun to think about partnership, collaboration in other ways that might serve bless and also help us to reach our city so we think for example about such social justice projects yeah. whether different churches within the network could collaborate to meet the needs of the poor mm. and the marginalized in the city we also have given energy to faith and work initiatives mm. to think how can we help christians be salt and light in their places of work how can we equip them and disciple them into their places of work and could we collaborate on that between these different churches that are there mm. so the gospel ecosystem idea again it's there in that final chapter of center church and a diagram that that's there that some of our listeners might be familiar with but it yeah. it begins with a network or a movement of church planting churches mm. but extends way beyond that as we yeah. start to think about how could we see a prayer movement for our city or a faith and justice project yeah. or social yeah. Uh, justice. Yeah, absolutely. So so I think we're aware that language of renewal or so people express things in different ways, don't they? So we might talk about the renewal of the city. We might talk about reaching the city. Mm -hmm. We might talk about transforming the city. And it probably depends on the particular tribe <laughs> that yeah. we come from. But I think that sense of a gospel ecosystem is making the point that church planting alone or a numerical kind of target 
is is not enough, is it? That's a means to an end. We want to see many, many people's lives yeah. changed through the gospel. And actually, we want to equip people in their discipleship in the city. And that will have an impact mm. on the city in a really, truly wonderful way. So we've seen these seven things. I just want to ask then, at what point does this stop being about the theological vision of a local church and start to become the theological vision of a whole movement of churches? Because is the, there seems to be a difference. This is not, it's not the case that every single church will share all of these features, is it? Or, or maybe it should be. Um, but is there some distinction between what a local church is trying to do and its vision and then this collaborative vision that belongs really in the realm of a movement? Yes, so you ask a slightly different question, don't you? You could say for the local churches, what does it mean for us as a church to be a church in our time and place? We're saying what would it mean for a group of churches to come together yeah. in our particular time and place. And um, there are certain elements of the theological vision which I think are distinctive of movements. So yes, you would want to say for an individual church, you'd want them to be faithful to the gospel. That, that was our first strand. You'd also be sure that a gospel church would have a compassion for the lost mm. uh, within, their, within their community. Then some churches may have and some networks certainly may have a commitment to planting and even the need of partnership, shall we say, um, the need of working with other churches. Mm, mm. But I think it's maybe numbers five, six and seven. Okay. That are Diversity, city consciousness, renewal of the city. Yes, that seem to be the, the thing that keeps churches that are maybe theologically quite different from one another working together yeah um, within that city that we value partnership we value diversity we have a f consciousness of the whole city and we seek to see its renewal in some way fantastic our time is up we need to finish but just as we finish as you've been kind of involved in this for the last 10 years and um, and have an ongoing commitment to seeing this kind of collaborative church planting movement happen in other cities around the world. What would you say are some of the kind of unique blessings, or maybe there's just one in particular you want to put your finger on as we finish, that flow out of this kind of a, a DNA, this kind of a theological vision? Yeah, it's a good question. I think a couple of things come to my mind immediately. I have been hugely blessed to treasure and desire diversity mm. to see the church as diverse as the city um, has been just warned my heart to begin to connect with some quite different churches theologically quite different but also ethnically quite different as well and they have been my teachers mm. and it has been a, a wonderful thing to, to find the richness of the church and to enjoy it and embrace diversity and value it and, and want more of it rather than be afraid of it. And then I think the scale of ambition would be the other one, that mm. actually the city vision 
it would be very easy for me as a local church leader to think, well, I can't be burdened by the needs of the city. I can only think about my one little patch because it's too big otherwise for me as a local church. But when I start to gather with other churches and when we meet, we pray for the city and think about the city and map the city. I think that excites me as well, that I can be concerned for my local area, but also have an increasing sense of what is the need and to pray and to seek God to work across the city as a whole. And that, again, has just been really impactful, just really helpful for me, even as I lead a local church, to be very conscious of where we are and what God is doing right across the city. Yeah. I think for me, just one one thing uh, is that I think it's challenged me and stretched me in my own personal walk with Jesus. It's to be challenged to think more generously. Yeah. Um, to die to myself, my own preferences, my own ways of expressing things, to be to be caused really to be slower to judge and quicker to try and think the best of others and uh, believe their good motives in things. All of that has really stretched me and challenged me. It's a work in progress. Uh, it's the mortification of sin in my life. <laughs> Uh, but it's one for which I'm extremely thankful. I think rubbing shoulders with, spending time with, developing genuine friendships and deep relationships with, with friends who belong to different, different contexts and come from different backgrounds and express things in different ways and value different things has been is just been good for my yeah. Christian growth. Excellent. Okay. Well, you've been listening to <laughs> Together for the City. Uh, the podcast by John James, Neil Powell, and uh, we look forward to meeting with you again next time. Thank you.